Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow! Did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com/acast and use code acast for twenty percent off your first purchase. Oh yeah. I get around. Hello and welcome, episode 129 of The Sports Fist. My name's Brandon, I'm here with John. Hi, John. Hi, Brandon. And Clarence. What's up, fuckers? Stuart will be joining us here at uh, Sport of HQ. Uh, not right now. He's in transit, we believe. Um, hopefully that happens. So we are going to launch into uh, uh, the itinerary, the agenda. We're going to talk Vikings, we're going to talk... Uh, Major League Baseball playoffs and some Gophers lightning round, I believe. So, um, lot to discuss. Let's get into it. First thing, the Minnesota Vikings are a team that plays in the NFL. The end. And the Kansas City Chiefs are also a team that plays in the NFL, but just barely. Just not quite, not quite as good. Uh, you know, the Vikings have become the quintessential baseline team. Right, they have not beaten themselves in two years, and they have never outplayed any good team in two years, for no. the most part. Right? They just will be the other team on the field while the team that they're playing either wins the game or beats themselves. Just they they exactly played to essentially a draw last game until the Chiefs. Uh, one of the guys decided to make the other guy fumble. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, forget it. We're really bad at this. Did you forget? And then that was the game, right? They just sort of, that's who they've become. And it seems like that just, just you know, looking at the actual um, results of the past couple of years. But even when you look into the hardcore nerd stats, um, FPI is ESPN's new thing. They are minus one point. Hey, Stu. Stu's just getting set up here. They are minus right. one point to average. So they're just about as... as Standard as you can get. And then ELO is 538s. I'm sorry, this is getting very nerdy. 1500 is their sort of baseline, and the Vikings are 1520. So they're just, they're just, they're, they're the most, they're the most quintessential average organization in football right now, which is interesting, I suppose. Has there been I, an exception so far that they? I, I don't know if that's interesting. It just is. <laughs> it just, it is. That's what happens. Yeah, that's what the Vikings are right now. They just exist. They are a they're, football team in the NFL. They're a replacement player. They are a war. Mm-hmm. They're just. They are average. a replacement team. 
Yep. That's what it seems like. Yeah. And uh, almost week to week, that's sort of like the, I don't know, maybe the 49ers just were playing great that day. And so they won. <laughs> and then the Chargers lost like every one of their offensive linemen and then the three backups. And then we won. So it was great. So it's just sort of one of those, I don't know, it's just, a, it's just sort of an odd season of like, I know that it's good that we don't beat ourselves. But I would also like seeing beat ourselves something. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, how's it going? Well, hey Stu, hi Stu, how you doing? I'm doing good. Talking about oh, the Vikings, it sounds like to me. Oh, Talking so, purple. Uh, yeah, yeah. St. Paul was good. It's a great town. I've heard good things about it, and uh, it's fun. There were no cows loose on the street. There were tonight, no cows so loose that was on the street. Uh, funny was- stuff. People uh, shaking their fist at the uh, underperforming wild, and uh, Clarence thinks I'm making fun of him, but I live like a mile from where the cow is loose. So, was it by I the really fair? Well, I assume it was by the fairgrounds, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was by the fairgrounds. Well, then I mean, shit, that's you know, um, if you're gonna make fun of St. Paul, that's a weird, that's a weird way to go about it. But yeah, that's a weird area to make fun of St. Paul for. It's not like he was loose in the middle of downtown. Yeah. And St. Paul city leaders had gathered to try to throw a blanket over. Was it? Was that? A, was that a Mitch Leidner joke? Or um, <laughs> sorry, no, that would be the moose. Oh, sorry, sorry. So what have I missed, guys? Catch me up. We're talking Just about started. how the Vikings are the most average team we've ever seen. They're super average. They are really just straight down the middle. They're probably the 16th or 17th best team in the NFL. Yeah. In the 32 team league, I put, I put on them any at given Sunday. When they win, they're the 16th. When they lose, they're the 17th. At their very best right now, they're like 13th. Yeah. And their worst are like 19th. Yeah. They don't have much ceiling. They don't have much floor. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's, uh, I don't know. Just we, the Vikings have not been boring and average for a long time. Mm-hmm. They were good mm-hmm. and then they were terrible. Dreadful. And, uh, and now they're okay. And I think that it's an improvement. It is it better is. than it was. I would love to think that they've got a ceiling that's high. Um, I don't know how long into the future that's going to be. It's going to be a little while. Yeah. Unless, you look at these teams that are really, really, really good. Yeah. Um, the five undefeated teams. Yeah. Yeah. And as much as it, it pains me to say the Packers just beat the shit out of teams at times, right? Yeah. Not all the time, but there are a few yeah, weeks I mean, here and there where they San Diego gave them a hell of a somebody. game, actually, at yeah. Lambeau. Yeah. So. I just would like at some point in the near future for the Vikings to be one of those teams. That's all I ask. It would be nice. I'd like that. What, what you propose is a good thing. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm happy about it. Um, do you guys want to talk about Teddy and how he's looking? <laughs> I the unfortunate thing is I was I was reading Drew McGarry's weekly NFL post and he referred to Teddy as you know he talked about how he hasn't thrown many touchdowns and then he said something like take off the hamburger helper gloves and throw some more touchdowns. I saw that <laughs> as well. And now I can't think of anything but the hamburger helper gloves. I just, Teddy saying robble, robble as he's rolling out in the pocket, <laughs> running from the guys that Kalis didn't block. So. <laughs> yeah. Or Khalil, I'm sorry. Um, I don't think any of this is funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's, too, it's too close to home to be funny for Clarence. It's too true. Clarence, do you put any of this on on Teddy just not being great just yet, or are you just you're 100 percent faith, right? You just believe in him. 
I'm a hundred. I'm I'm all in. Yep. All my chips are in the. You're pot committed. Hundred percent committed. Yeah. Um, you know there isn't a a quarterback in the Hall of Fame that hasn't thrown an interception. I mean I can't lose my shit over him throwing two. Mm-hmm. It it happens. Um. He is what twenty two. 22 years old, mm-hmm. he's got a lot of room child. to grow. He's a child. Yeah, so baby. Not, he's a tiny little baby. I'm not going to lose too much sleep over him not putting up 350 and three touchdowns every game. Um, I'm just not. He's got a lot of room to grow, and uh, I'm not losing faith yet. I will say this week Mike Rand posted a retrospective of the Josh Freeman game when he was on acid and – his pupils were dilated bigger than the size of his actual <laughs> eyeballs, and he couldn't actually throw straight. And it's worth remembering that as bad as Teddy might be, or as Chris, even as when the during the Christian Ponder years, as bad as it got, it never was as bad as that night. Yep, it'll never. And that's not even Viking specific. That's NFL in general. Yeah. I don't think there you'll will ever never see be NFL quarterbacking worse than that. And his coaches uh, realized, as the rest of us did, about four passes in, this guy doesn't have it. And they said, you know what? Let's have him throw 55 passes tonight. (laughs) (laughs) This is great. We're going to remember this day for the rest of our lives. Fuck it. Go deep, everybody. I've never seen anyone who looks like he's throwing to cartoon characters in his own mind so much. We should throw more. Let's just see how bad this can get. Yeah, no, it was uh, it was amazing. No, I mean, I don't think that I'm losing faith in Teddy at all. Um, but he hasn't played great so far. I mean, he's had a couple good games, a couple okay games. He hasn't been an outright disaster. He has not ever been to the ponder level of some of those games no. we watched with him where we're like, oh, my God, get him out of the game. He is not the answer at all. I still think, but I just feel like, you know, the, the sort of ceiling is not as high as I wanted it to be. Um, I mean, it's again, it's he's a child. He's a little tiny yeah. baby. But uh, I don't think we can say that he's Alex Smith yet. I think that's he is. That, that, <laughs> yeah. I think I think he can do be better than Alex Smith. I think that's just Ricey being Ricey. Yeah, yeah, he is. He's very good at trolling. Oh God! For a guy who made fun of like the internet and bloggers and whatever for years, he's become like the best of the internet dorky basement guys of just yeah, just amazing. Just he's Aaron Rodgers right now. I mean, nobody nobody comes close. He's just on a different level, and it's he's got a window. He's got like that that like you know twelve inch window that he can get a ball into, and he just it's just. (laughs) It's so good. It's unbelievable. Like somebody goes down and gets injured, it's just next man up. Mm-hmm. Right? It doesn't phase him. Yep. No. Next zipping it in. 25 years ago, Pat Ricey referred to girls' basketball as tiptoed ball throwing, and he's <laughs> had to apologize for it about 6,000 times since then because it was such a cruel burn that he just had no choice but to continuously repudiate what he said. He, uh, it's a master class. No, he's, he, he's a grand man. He is. He's, he's on a different level. Hey, Mr. Miyagi of trolling. And I just hope, you know, he doesn't kick over. There's so much more about trolling I have to learn from him. <laughs> yep. Whereas Clarence is out there on Twitter putting in the hard work in the mind, yes. eight hours a day of trolling people, whereas Royce just had, 
barely lifts the pinky. It's hard to come to him so naturally. It's frustrating to watch when you work so hard at it and have to put an effort. He just does it effortlessly. He's Mozart, you're Salieri. He's, That's he, what's going no, on. No, he's, right. he's Miggy Cabrera. He's just a natural. You know, he just... <sighs> he just rolls out of bed mm-hmm. and says something about Jerry Kill that would have taken me 16 hours to craft. And it says, and go just, for hole on fire. It's just, they go nuts. <laughs> <laughs> he does it just... And he probably just does it and puts his phone down and leaves. Yep. And then down. comes no. back mm-hmm. after a couple hours of, you know... Taking a dump, watching Price is Right. He comes back and he's got seven thousand notifications, and just don't care. Just trolling, baby. It's amazing. It's good. Good for you, Pat. Hockey, the Gophers, and Vikings. That's one, two, three. He's he's just at the top. Nobody control like he does. Hockey, especially. I'd like to. We should go back to the first season of the Wild when. Like the first week or maybe the first month they played, he went to the Excel Center and started asking people who their favorite player on the team was because he knew what the response would be, which was the truth was none of them could name any players on the team. It was just, I mean, epic trolling. Just kissing my fingers right now. Just mwah, mwah, pufic, delightful, perfect. (laughs) Okay, uh, we got to keep moving because we got a lot to talk about today. so I got a little bit of the um, uh, Teddiness off my chest, which I feel good about. I, I still believe, but uh, yeah, not, not been great so far. Um, we have a leftover ask sportive question that we wanted to direct Clarence's way. Um, it's such a good question. So Clarence, think about this if you need to. Uh, the question from Matthew Cryer. I think it's Cryer. Matic says, uh, if Clarence could change one of the many Rickups, which one would it be? A Rickup, for those who don't know, is a Rick Spielman mistake in the draft. So there have been many, as, yes. as he's noted, and I think we all agree. Mm-hmm. Is there one of them? And Clarence, if you want to think about it, go ahead. If you've got your answer, um, you, you let us know either way. This is directed at you, but I think we can all chime mm. in if necessary. Okay, I'll have to think about this. I, you know, one obvious one comes to mind. Did you guys all want to answer first and then sure. follow up or just answer? I, I, I've, my obvious answer is to obviously not draft Christian Ponder, and I think uh, Robert Quinn from the Rams is like the next pick or the pick after. Mm-hmm. And that's, um, that's a slam dunk for your defensive line. He's a all piece. Well, Bob Quinn. To, I mean, Bob Quinn has been to like two or three uh, Pro Bowls. So, I mean, that's just... <laughs> It is it is the obvious easy answer, and I, I that's where I went to first. Let me play a little bit of a devil's advocate, mm-hmm. um, and and I and I know I know I can see in the future this is going to fuck me over, over and over and over the way I answer this. So I want to say, I think the Christian Ponder draft pick was terrible. Mm-hmm. Clarence, are you listening to me? It was horrible. I'm listening. It was bad. I hated it. I will never forget where I you was when I heard this, that you name. Can, you I, can say all of these it was words. So it will not. It was get you out of. It was bad. So bad, John. I, John, did you hear me? Are you listening? I just want a I, witness. I can't help you. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh God. Okay. Um, I'm watching him do this in person. This is this is, yeah. this is this is this hurts to watch. None of this is going to help you. But okay. don't keep going. Okay. Uh, bad. So bad. Mm-hmm. All that being said, I can somewhat understand how that happened. And the, oh, for 
And let me like, be, let me be clear. When the cop let tells me, you, let me. <laughs> you don't have to talk. You don't. And everybody thinks that they're going to talk to me. Officer, let me plead my case. Every drunk thinks they're going to. And the cop's like, just don't talk. You have the right to remain silent. Use it. And every drunk thinks, no, I'm the one. I've got the silver tongue. I'm going to talk my way out of this one. Uh, three episodes of Law and Order. I am Sam Waters. <laughs> and every single one only ends up fucking themselves right in their own butt. But go ahead, Brandon. Keep I'll try talking. to go. I'll try to go quickly. Um, this was okay. the year was 2011, I believe. Uh, mm-hmm. The depth chart at that point was, I believe, Joe Webb and Rhett Bomar, maybe. Um, so they were desperate and um, they needed a quarterback. And in that draft, I don't remember all the names, but um, they had the 12th pick. Three other quarterbacks went before Chris Ponder, um, and the the story immediately afterwards, which I don't know if it's credit or blame or whatever, they said, this was not our first choice, but we think he's going to be good, right? Their first choice, I think it was a Cam Newton year, maybe. Yeah, it was. It was the number one guy that went. The next pick was Jake Locker and then Blaine Gabbert, yes. right? The two so, guys who are actually worse than they're Christian actually Ponder. Worse. Literally which, worse which than Christian Ponder. Which doesn't you know, defend them at all, but no. he was their fourth pick. In a year that they were absolutely desperate, my point of view is that quarterback is far and away the most important position um, uh, in football. So I think if you're desperate and there's the the next best guy up in the draft, whether you have scouted or whether you're just like, he's the guy that's considered, the, and he was considered like the next best guy. No, Just he fuck. wasn't. That's not entirely true. Pre-draft I, analysis, I, he no, was. No, I do need to take issue with that because there was a lot of argument after the three terrible quarterbacks that you mentioned already. Yep. There was a lot of question about, well, now you've got – there's Andy Dalton and there's – Kaepernick. Boy, I don't know. And Kaepernick. There were flyers. They were not considered – Ryan Mallett. I don't know if Ryan Mallett – Mallett was like a sixth rounder. Of probably crappy quarterbacks. And so what everyone expected the Vikings to do was – either trade down or take someone else or just not waste the 12th pick of the draft on a quarterback. And instead they took Ponder instead of any number of very excellent players that they could have taken to fill some of the holes that they had on their team. They weren't all for sure slam dunk excellent players, right? At that point, their best guys were gone. I don't see a huge issue. Obviously he was bad and I hate him and he's terrible, whatever. But I don't have as big a problem with that as other things. I think, again, it's the quarterback position. You uh, have to take some chances once in a while. Um, he was considered a first to upper second round pick, whatever. I know it wasn't bad. My point is that was really bad. But Rick also had another um, move that I thought was worse, which was trading, like, I don't know, 17 draft picks for a corduroy pantsuit. <laughs> that is so that, much worse. That's a fucking that, wide receiver. You can find you these told, guys. You have the, totally redeemed yourself, the, by the way. I think Steve Clarence Biggs is the future disagree. of whatever, and he's a sixth-round pick. Char- Chuck Johnson was uh, whatever. You don't trade... You never trade draft picks. It's a crapshoot to begin with, so you just got to hold on to him and hope you get lucky. Not only did he trade him, but he traded him for a fucking wide receiver, one of the most replaceable things you can do in the NFL. Not just this a wide is, receiver, I don't but even your, know your, what your you number would, six receiver. 
Your number six wide receiver. I don't know if there's a comparison in any other sport of how replaceable or how um, finicky or I don't know what the word is of wide receivers are. You just never fucking know what you're going to get. And the Bills did the same exact thing two years ago. They traded a first-round draft pick for Sammy Watkins, which is insane. Even if Sammy Watkins, he's a good player, you never, ever, ever do that for a wide receiver. I can understand taking doing a, um, a sort of Hail Mary for a quarterback. You're desperate. See if it happens. I know he doesn't have arm strength. I know this, 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 and this. It has worked out in the past. I would love to know when trading four draft picks for a wide receiver has actually worked out and the team hasn't uh, regretted it. So I think that Julio is my Jones number one Rick is up. the only one in recent memory that I can think of. That's good. He's the only one. Yeah. But I think you have you have made your case well, sir. Thank you, Stu. I'm saying that because I'm sleeping on your couch. I also, but, yeah, I figured in the same room. So I, I want I do want to hear uh, John and Clarence's uh, feedback on this. I just think it's terribly sad that Brandon can make such a good case that drafting Christian Ponder wasn't the worst move. <laughs> I, know. I know. That's my point. It's a, a legitimate <laughs> argument. It really is. Here's the thing. He's currently employed. This is four years ago that both of these things happened, and this man is still currently employed by our family. Not only is he currently employed, he's been promoted since yep. it happened. Mm-hmm. And lauded by and the local media power. about how he's building a team. Amazing. Amazing. I know it's uh, it, it is unbelievable. It is. I I, yeah. I honestly like the more that I thought about it. Like I'm not trying to be contrarian. I think it's actually a really simple. I I for sure. I'm not just saying that to be a devil's advocate. I I definitely think that that Patterson deal was uh, just un- absolutely unacceptable. All right. Can I? So I'm going to do my best to here. You're, and you're going to just sort of take the high road here. To refute what you have to say. Now <laughs> they're both bad moves. Yes. Rick has had. A number of rickups, a lot of them, <laughs> a lot. Those two are clearly one and number two. Okay, good. I was going to ask but the question. What am I forgetting? Is, but those are the two, right? Those are definitely so those are two. those are one and two. Okay. And then there is a gap. They're on a plateau. One and two. Then there's a gap to three and four. It's not an even gap between no. one and two and two to three. Those are those are one and two. I still believe Ponder is number one. Even though Patterson is bad, I get it. The reason why I think Ponder is number one is, first of all, I understand what you're saying about that they needed a quarterback. One of the issues is, though, when you're a general manager for an NFL team, your most important job is picking the right quarterback. It's hard. It's difficult to do, but that's your number one job, is finding the right quarterback. And... If you go into the draft and say, you know what, we don't like any of it. We need a quarterback. You're right. We got Spurgeon Wynn and Rhett Bomar. We need a quarterback. We're going Rhett into the Bomar. draft. <laughs> we don't like any of these guys in this draft. Well, they may have liked them all, though. That's my point. They may have said, or they these may guys have liked them all. What your point was, they may have said, you know, they may have not had any great choices, I think is what you were saying. The top guys were shit. The guys underneath Ponder, taken after Ponder, were shit. So, what you need to do then is take nobody. And you go if you got to go into a free agent pool and take a Matt Castle, as they did a couple years later, because they didn't have anybody, then that's what you need to do. And the reason being is that when you take a quarterback in the first round, not just in the first round, but 12th overall, 
it's another reason why it's worse than Patterson because it was higher in the draft. When you take a quarterback 12th overall, it's so much different than just signing a veteran quarterback for on a one- or two-year deal because you're going to spend the next three years deciding if he's your quarterback. If you sign a veteran, you can throw him out there for one year and go, oh, or like McNabb, a perfect example. He's done. He's cooked. You signed him. He's cooked. You're done. For Ponder, what happened was, oh, I don't know. He's young, just like we're doing with a Teddy. Oh, I don't know. He's young. Give him room to grow. Three years later, you've destroyed AP's prime. You wasted it because you were so stubborn with a young quarterback that you were sure was going to grow and never did. You made the wrong decision. Well, the opportunity cost of drafting a, court, a, a young quarterback that high is that if you make that mistake, you blow three years. With Patterson, you made a mistake later in the first round. But you, you move on. You sign a Mike. You trade for a Mike Wallace. You find a Charles Johnson. But the depth is quit. gone because you you surrendered those draft well, picks. I get it. That's that's the bad point. Not I to get mention it. your your point is we're not going to find a quarterback this year. We're going to try to get better as every team does and come back next year. And then you know you try to have a good team as you do as a general manager, and all of a sudden you've got the nineteenth pick the following year, and again there's no quarterback, and you do that thing where every year you're still not making a move, and Clarence is fucking freaking out, and all you're doing <laughs> is saying they're just trying to hold on to their jobs, man. They're just trying to sign these one year guys over and over and over. They're not going for it. You would have hated That's that. I would have hated it too. No, it's not a. It's not a. It's not a zero-risk proposition passing on a quarterback. But you can't just pick a quarterback and then spend the next three years finding out that he's crap when if you knew that he was crap to begin with. Can't do that either. He makes all the throws. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Sorry. I mean, Armstrong got what? Derek Pellicero. I trusted you. 37-38th most important quality in a quarterback. Stu trusted Pellicero, Tom. He trusted you. I stuck up for Ponder in his third season because Pelissero said he makes all the throws. That's amazing that he did that. (laughs) I don't know how Tom can sleep at night, betraying that trust. You know what I thought was interesting this week, um, and and this is totally probably just a blip, and and again, I say this every week, I don't pay enough attention to football to actually know if this matters, but I saw um, one of the articles I read breaks down um, quarterbacks completion and, and statistics versus like to which direction of the field they throw to mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Teddy throwing to his right to the right side of the field was five for 16 with two interceptions for like 28 yards or 34 yards or something really really good. really bad to his right and that to mm-hmm. me I'm we don't have Sharkman on the phone so I don't know for sure but that to me is an arm strength issue right because I'm a lefty. I could throw to my right all day long. That's an easy thing. You're stepping into it. The opposite way is when you're kind of a little bit off your back foot. So I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing, but it's something that I'm guessing that they're – Norv, if he's paying attention, is like game planning, like, hey, sure, let's not so. throw it back yeah. that way. Don't throw it – Yeah. you know. Does that sound like Norv to you? <laughs> I don't, I'm hoping. Let's not have – Everything you just said sound like something Norv will take into account. Let's this. not have Miguel Sano bunt. Yeah, yeah, no shit. I would he's fucking hope so. He's not very good at it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, maybe he should avoid that part of his game. Yeah, you know, just I know. not have 
steady rollout right. They, they don't run the triple like wing offense hard, in New England. They don't have Brady running the triple wing. It's just it, exactly like it doesn't need to be a, a thing that actually hurts the team, but it's it's an interesting thing that I thought about that. Um, and again, obviously, arm strength is not everything. You look at Kaepernick no, as Joe been Montana fucking brutal had, this year. Joe Montana's arm strength was average at best. Peyton Manning can't feel his fingers. He can't. Although he is bad. He is he is actually, he is bad. Now, he's he's a bad quarterback. He's R.I.P. He's still alive. But he's still alive. I think he's still alive. Yeah. Um, okay. I'll so I'll Wikipedia. We'll figure it out. Um, so so before we move on, Clarence, your point of view is is the number one Rick up and Stu's as well is Ponder. Ponder. I had a vote for uh, corduroy pantsuit, and then John, do you want to answer this? I I just want to stay out of this and let the hate flow back and forth. I can't. I think Br- you I don't think... get to sit on the sidelines yeah, on this on, one, John. John. I mean, this is in... sport fist. You got to dive in head first. Mm-hmm. Come on, Say right. say Khalil. Take no. a stand. <laughs> I hate Khalil, but it was a legitimate pick at the time. It, I mean, well, so Ponder. was Ponder. We all know Ponder was no Ponder was not worse. There was a lot of discussion about that at the time. There was. Everyone was like, there was, oh, man, there was discussion. Yeah, you got to take, take him. But Ponder, everyone said exactly what Clarence is saying. Don't pick a quarterback. Just because you have the 12th pick and you want a quarterback and there are quarterbacks available doesn't mean that you have to pick the crappiest quarterback in the world. Just don't pick a quarterback. Pick a quarterback in the third round. You can get an equally crappy one then. You don't have to wait a, waste a first round pick. This is exactly what we said at the time. So and the if you pick you're one right. in the third round, the expectations on him aren't so high that you're going to spend three years finding out if he is worth it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I'm with I'm with Clarence on this one. Ponder was worse. Ponder will okay. be Ponder is the Herschel Walker for a new generation. <sighs> okay, so I'm in the minority. That's fine. I I, I expect that I would be. Um, and again. I w- I remember exactly where I was sitting when they said Christian Ponder, and I was horrified and very upset. So um, I'm sure that this is not going to be a thing that Clarence remembers in the future when he trolls me. Never. But um, yeah, no, nope. you made a good no. case. Though, you Brandon. made a good you case. Thank you. I tried as hard as I could. Matt Cryer, uh, why don't you tell us your answer um, on the Twitter machine? And thank you for that very awesome question. Yes. Okay, we need to move on because we have more to talk about. Um, I want to talk about the MLB playoffs. Um. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Clarence is trolling me again on Twitter saying that you're a fan of the Royals. Uh Stu, let me ask. Crown. <laughs> Stu, let me ask you, where who are you rooting for? 
Um, I am rooting for Toronto. Okay. Okay. Like hardcore or a little bit? No. Or? No. I mean, I, I, I don't hate the Royals nearly as much as a fair amount of people do. Right. Um, but it's like Toronto hits more dingers. Yeah. I, 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 wanted, I wanted a Toronto-Chicago World Series just because of all the dinger possibilities. So many just dingers left but, and right. Just but a Mets Royals World Series is going to be really good. And I mean, although I do think Toronto's got a shot. They got a. They, I mean, if they've got uh, Price and Stroman six and seven, I mean, yeah, that's not terrible. I mean, it's not easy. What they got on the a thirty five percent chance of winning right now? Thirty thirty five would be, yeah. I think, a fair thing. I'd yeah. throw a little money at that. You know. Yeah, so it could happen. But um, yeah, I, my my preference would be a Toronto uh, Mets World Series. John, where are you at right now? Uh, I think I'm probably on the Blue Jays bandwagon. I have no. He loves dingers. I I have no hatred for the Mets, but I know intellectually that despite the fact they're the second team in town and whatever and not as popular as the Yankees, their fans are still New Yorkers, mm-hmm. and I hate all of them. So mm-hmm. yeah. I can't be a Mets fan. And mm-hmm. Royals fans are just Cardinals fans in training, man. They they were waiting for years to be exactly. Just, no, yeah, no one remembers this, but the Royals were haughty as fuck in like the seventies yeah. and eighties. I mean, the Amos Otis, George Brett, Paul Splitorf years, they were they, haughty. Haughty. It's not like their team was terrible forever, but it's not like it turned them into Buffalo Bills fans where you actually want good things to happen to them. Yeah, it's, it's just, weird. They were waiting to be haughty again. Mm-hmm. You know, I was going to say, I thought there was, um, we had talked about this, um, we've talked about this all the time, of course, that the worst fans, at least in, in my point of view, the worst fans are um, Cardinals fans and Packers fans. Yes. Because they're the ones that think that they actually are on the team. Yes. And I was like, I wonder if there's a correlation between... Um, when you're the only thing in town, your fans become more insane, which is a which is obviously the Packers, mm-hmm. and uh, in a way, is the Cardinals as well. But but you're right, John. That doesn't explain that doesn't explain it all because the Bills, for example, are the only thing in town, but their fans mm-hmm. don't seem to come off that that so maniacal as as other teams. So it might just be specifically a, a Midwest thing or something. I'm not I think sure that, exactly. I think losing four Super Bowls in a row really just, just so beaten it, down it, it, that it did they something just... to that psyche in <laughs> yeah. Buffalo. I mean, now think about that. Uh, if the Vikings had lost four Super Bowls in a row, God, we would never. This would be the this would be the podcast. This, this all we would, all do we would is be we doing would is just, hey, do you remember ninety one? Yeah, we would be doing the hundred twenty ninth podcast about shit. the four Super Bowls in a row we lost. <laughs> That's all it would be about. We probably and would get uh, 150,000 downloads easily, per episode, easily, too. Easily, because be just, so... just the self-loathing, the just the happy-go-lucky alcoholism that would yeah. be entailed. I mean, it would just... Yeah, if I was well, a Bills the, fan, I would just... I would be nuts. The sure. crazy thing about The crazy thing about the Vikings is that they've lost four Super Bowls, and still, there's a pretty good argument that their four worst losses they've ever had have all happened during my lifetime. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, if During you think my, about the '60s sports, just in general, unless maybe you're talking about baseball, like football didn't matter then. I mean, no. it was you know, didn't mean a whole lot of anything in terms of the grand. You know, it wasn't a huge deal. Not like the way it is today, of course. Uh, Basketball was like tape delayed. <laughs> you know, it was just baseball yeah. and boxing exactly. at the time. You know, so it was just it was just a different time. Um, no, I've been trying to think about it because I'm cheering for the Blue Jays. Um, for a few different reasons, but I find myself rooting against the Royals, and in a way, I don't know why. I mean, they're 
uh, Leach, uh, Will Leach is one of my favorite writers. Um, I think he's just the most reasonable of all sort of sports writers, and I really, really think he makes. Despite a being point. a Cardinals fan, despite being a Cardinals fan, um, and I, I really do just I, I just love him to death. Um, and I and his point was, I, I guess we're already sick of the Royals, um, but I, that, I don't think that's even possibly true. I mean, they've no. been good for a year, two years now. I mean, a year right. and a half essentially. So. Um, Trying to think about like why I'm not a huge fan. Um, you know, they're 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 kind of boring. You know, they hit singles and whatever else, and and um, and they just don't have like you're talking about the dingers of of the Blue Jays, but they don't have a lot of star power. They don't have an ace. No, they don't have a a huge crazy slugger baseball player. No. Um, so I don't know if it's maybe a little bit of that too. But you're right, too. Like I don't hate them. You know, no, I don't. I don't hate them. Totally fine. If they win the World Series, it's not going to put me out. Yeah, it's I'm good. Not gonna, yeah, it's like great good for them. They're the go Royals. Yeah, but keep emo be happy. But, but my uh, yeah, shout out to Brian. Go he's Brian not Mo. listening. He's, he's so nervous. Chase the crown. Of, yep. Chase the crown. Um, so my question though um, is for you guys. I have two questions about baseball in general. The first one is: Do you find yourself in baseball in particular rooting for the underdog or against the underdog in general, or do you not just does that not even play into who you root for beyond the Twins? Well, it sort of depends on who the underdog and who the favorite are. Okay, yeah, that's fair. I, I think that's fair. But some people just like, always root for the underdog, right? That's sort of a, a common sports trope. Yeah. I think that's pretty common, yeah. My thing baseball, about especially a, a non-salary cap sport, I I do cheer for the smaller market team. Yeah, and I, I think myself, that's totally fair. If I care at all, typically yeah. I just don't care. If the Twins aren't in the playoffs, I they can all go eat a dick. I don't care about any of them. But I don't in, give yeah, a fuck. I, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I ain't fucking with you, bitch. I uh, <laughs> but in general, I'll, I'll pull if I'm watching ninth inning tie game. Yeah, I'll tune in and cheer for the small market team. The thing that I've realized is that I do that during the season for sure, but I kind of turn that opposite in the playoffs because it's 162 games. It's so goddamn hard to get to the playoffs in general Mm -hmm. that I kind of want to see the best team be rewarded. Obviously, there are exceptions if the... You know, the Yankees of the early 2000s, there was no team I hated more or probably sure. will hate more than the Yankees. Mm-hmm. But nowadays, I just sort of feel like whatever, whoever the best team is, again, minor exceptions once in a while, I that's who I want to win. Like, I want the Blue Jays to win because they were a better regular season team. Um, well, and... And make no, but by no. two games, right? I mean, it's yeah. I mean, they were actually they were worse in, in the run in um, wins, but they had just so many more runs versus runs given the up. The run Whatever. differential, yeah, yeah, stuff. yeah. Which yeah. is such a stupid, dorky thing to, to think about. But I don't want it to sound like I, I'm cheering for the Royals because they're the small market team. Uh, you know, and I'm not going to sit and justify Royals fans' behavior. I don't really care, and I I don't like them. I'm not cheering for them because of Will Leach, although I, I do like him, and he did take a shot at Calcaterra or whatever, which I, I like because mm-hmm. I, <laughs> he needs shots taken at him. Oh, um, he, yeah. Yeah, sure. Oh, but uh, you guys kind of pointed out why I'm pulling for the Royals because you guys are all pulling for Toronto. I'm not, I'm you hate us and it. you want us to be sad. And not just you. 
Uh, really everybody. Um, <laughs> Mo- the everybody general public, is. I like when they're sad. Just in general, <laughs> everybody's pulling for Toronto, and they don't really have great reasons why, so I'm like, huh. Definitely. Well, and, you know, I will cop to something. The reason I loved Toronto is because my point of view, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm totally um, projecting and making things up, but they saw that this was a year that they could actually um, make some hay in the AL East, and they went for it, and they made the trade for Price, and they made that other is, trades, yeah. and they fucking and went worked. for it. However, I'll give you that. the Royals also did some things too, a little bit smaller scale, but they went and got Zobris, they went and got Cueto, or whatever. Cueto is still pretty yeah, big. Who's it's a big yeah. deal? It's a big deal. He's terrible, but you know, or he's been <laughs> yeah, bad, but that you know, so that's not point, yeah. that's not entirely fair either. Um, there's just a little bit of, and I just sort of, I know, and and this is one of the things that I I don't know if I'm embarrassed or ashamed or whatever. I feel like this shit used to matter so much, and all of a sudden, at some point, like the eighth best team would win the World Series, and the ninth best team, the seventh best team, and it, you know. And then when I look back on like the '87 Twins, like they fucking they weren't good. They just they sort were, of like got hot. They, they won maybe it the eighth best team in baseball. Yeah, here. exactly. Maybe. So it's it's a weird thing to be like, I want the best team to win because they'd earned it because it's been such a long season. But like that's fucking never happened. The Rockies, remember when they in yep. the two thousand four or eight, yep. se- what the seven or yeah, they just some yeah, weird ass yeah teams in the nineties won yeah. like a hundred and nineteen games or some insane yeah. yeah yeah it's just it's just how baseball is and I don't know why I continue to like hope that it, it every year like I just hope the team that deserves it but it's not going to happen yeah. so. <laughs> You know, whatever. College football should be your game then because it's always ends up being like, you know, the team like, well, yeah. we all think this team is the best team. Yeah, I know. Or NBA. I like that. Like, and I know that people Alabama can lose five games in a year and still play in the national title game just because everyone loves them so yeah. goddamn much. And I hate the... Um, the best thing about the new college football season is that the regular season doesn't mean anything. Yeah, it's that's wonderful. great. Okay, so let me ask another quick question before we do a quick lightning round. Uh, about the Gophers. Uh, another quick question um, uh, around the horn about uh, Major League Baseball is: Let's pretend that you have you are the um, uh, the commissioner of baseball, and you have sort of like Steve Jobs in the early two thousands level of adoration. Like anything you say, people are gonna like. Oh shit. Oh. Like Clarence Swampton on Twitter in 2015. Like, yeah. we are playing baseball next season. Bats are broomsticks. And people are going to be like, yes, yes, fuck yeah, broomsticks. You're so smart and great. I love you so much. <laughs> uh, that's you at this point, right? And all the teams and whatever come to you and say, we are going to blow up the MLB playoff structure, and you get to choose the new structure. Same, different, blow it up, don't have one, whatever. Um, what would be your... Uh, what would be your select? What would be your choice of how the MLB playoffs work from now on? Does anyone have an opinion or want to field that? All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw out a bunch of radical ideas. I'm not saying I necessarily believe any of these. You've been thinking about it for three seconds, so we're but not I want to hear judge. your I want to hear you guys' reactions. We were just talking about how everybody makes the playoffs now, and the eighth best team wins the World Series every year. So let's go with this. There, we'll add a team to the American League. We'll add a team to the National League. There'll be 16 in each. We'll get rid of interleague play, play a balanced schedule, play, you know, 162 games or whatever whatever works out math-wise for the length of the season to keep it about the same. 
then the best team in each league will meet in a 15-game World Series. Best of 15. That's it. That's the only playoffs. There's 15 games in the playoffs, but can they're we, all in the World Series. Can we kill his mic? <laughs> is, he... <laughs> <laughs> is that a possible? Uh, that's, that, is certainly, that is certainly a thing that you said. How's that for bold? <laughs> that is bold, John. That is quite right. bold. Yes. Why are those ideas terrible? Uh, Not I'm sure they are. I'm sure they are, but just help me out. Um, because by August you would have 25 teams that no longer give a shit. As opposed to now when the White Sox were clearly and playing hard four. after July 1st. Yeah, yeah there's fewer teams. But one, yes. they had like four teams in the whole league that didn't feel like they were in it. But Clarence, is that a bad thing? Are there too many teams that have a you chance? You need to find a to... balance. There may be too many teams. Uh, I would... I would. I like the balanced uh, American and National League structure. Sixteen teams in each league. Love I liked that. it when there was four teams per league making the uh, making the playoffs. I like nothing but sev- at least seven game series. I like John's idea of fifteen game series. That may be uh, impossible to yep. pull off, but I like nothing less than one game series. That's ridiculous. I felt baseball. so bad for the Pittsburgh Pirates this year. It's just God, they won ninety eight fucking it's games, terrible. and and again, you will have in, nothing in, less than seven game than a seven. But game. again, in like in like nineteen sixty seven, they don't even get that far because if you're in like the same league as you know, a, a, like a Bob Gibson Cardinals team, then you're oh sure, then totally you're done. So you need to have at least four per league, so eight total. Yep. You need to have at least seven game series, and that's just what you have. So let's just yes. call it seven game series. One and versus four and two versus three. Yep, I'm I'm. I'm, I'm, the I'm World Series needs here. to be done by October 19th. Okay, so we're going to cut out 15... I don't care how you get it done. That's, I'm just the idea guy. So this is you talked about your jobs in 2000. You know, he's... I'm not, I'm not programming this shit, Wozniak. That's your job. We're done by October 19th. However you get that done, I don't really care. Start the season earlier, cut out games. It's not my problem. What we don't need is half of these guys are from the fucking uh, Dominican, and they're out there in a fucking snowmobile suit. <laughs> I feel terrible for them. It's not baseball. That's not the game that they're playing anywhere. I feel miserable for them. Can barely see their eyes, right? World like Series I- is done October 19th. That's it. Wozniak, now get to work. Make it work. Um, play. Let's just play the 15-game series in Arizona. Literally, kill his mic. Kill his mic. Kill his <laughs> mic. I thought we cut him up. Stu, I thought you were going to cut him. No, every, there would be no World gets... Series at Target Field. The that media would... would love that. They'd get a three-week what? vacation in Phoenix. Can you imagine how many, how angry it. everyone would be in the 15-game series? Oh, I want the media series? angry. Like people I don't want them happy. I want them angry. Literally, everyone, right. will, be, everyone right. will be suspended by the sixth game. They'll be beanball <laughs> wars. By the, I mean, they'll be so tired. Cause they'll see the same guys every time. They'll still be on the same stupid inside pitch. Uh, drive them crazy. Making another point that Leach made, I don't know who he talked to, um... But there was some sort of mathematical equation or something that he, uh, the guy said that if you're within 20 percentage points of win, something like a, a, a team with a 580 versus a 600 winning percentage or whatever, so the two good teams, yeah. 
the weight, if you actually wanted to figure out who the better team is, you'd have to play like 260-something games oh my God. <laughs> because it's so tight. And if, <laughs> if it's and if it's obvious, if it's like the uh, this year, who won the most games? The Cardinals yeah. versus who won the least amount of games in the playoffs? Probably, um, who knows? Whatever. The worst Angel, team. maybe? Angels, I think, is right. So the best versus the worst team, you would still need a 23-game playoff between that to understand exactly yeah. who is going to be whatever. So I would say, just kind of thinking about all these, I would love Wait, to have second. just four teams make it. I totally agree with you. I would love if the World Series was like an 11-game series or something, right? Hey, you've never... I don't know. I, Me personally, like... I've never watched a good World Series uh, and been like, oh, let's get this done. <laughs> yeah, all right, about enough of this. Can I hurry, hurry the fuck up, right? Like, it's baseball. You need to have a couple, like a bunch of games to kind of figure it out. So I would love to so, get rid of whatever. What if a team did a six-game sweep? Wouldn't you just feel terrible? Oh. Like, oh. Oh, man. Those poor guys that had six chances to win one. And, yeah. Limping. The, Mets, the Mets are up six nothing in the series. <laughs> a car, a, coming back, guys. A dog gets hit on the highway and then limps and then to the shoulder and then another car hits it and then he <laughs> limps far to the shoulder and then like a biker <laughs> runs it over again and then the parade comes. <laughs> Marching band. Fucking chopper lands on top she of it. She was driving and... a recumbent bike. <laughs> That was a You're the Worst reference. Yes. Thank you. Yes, very good. Great TV Fire show. Panzer Tank Division. Yeah. Pro tip. Pro tip. Watch You're the Worst. It's a yes, TV show, show on FX. Good funny show. I taped it last night. I got. I heard the show it. last night was the best show of the series, according to both the AV Club and Alan Seepenwall of Hit Fix. So you I guys talked me into it, it, so I, I did the, it's, uh, Clarence, the DVR. It is really, really funny and super filthy, so do not watch it around Charlie and the kids. I know nothing kids. about it. It's, it could be. I know zero, like I've never seen. All I saw was your tweet saying it's great. I really, so I don't really, know if it could be, a, it could be a fucking cartoon. It yeah. could be five women. It could be set in <laughs> outer space. I have no idea. I don't even know an actor. I don't know anything about it. I had you one of those. Know the actors. I mean, there I are no namers. No, there, there's definitely no namers. But Claire, I had one of those like dumb like bark laughs because I, I laughed so hard unexpectedly. I and it was just that's I think the sign of something that's worth at least giving it a shot. And you may hate it, all right? But I, I think you'll. But I don't know. I again, I get. I don't yeah. even. I don't have an idea what it is. Yeah, it's well, like the rest about. of us going into it. I mean, it wasn't yeah. like a highly promoted sort no, of deal. It just sort of like bubbled up out of the underground. And uh, again, it's and it's twenty two minutes out of your day. If it sucks, hey, you know, there you go. I'm gonna give her a shot. Yeah, again, it's not like you're not putting in three hours on like a you know a foreign film. You're not putting in three years of trying to develop a quarterback. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is not a rick up. You know, it, th- this is a seventh-round quarterback. You know, you get in, you get out. If he doesn't have it, you fucking cut This him. is the Tyler Thigpen of sitcoms. <laughs> oh, it's I'm every Jody down. Foster. Tyler Thigpen of sitcoms? Paid. Sweet. Is this one? Oh, are we on the lightning round yet? Or Sit- I'm still really I'm mad just, at John about the 15-game playoff. That <laughs> 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 just... Which is weird because I think the eleven round the, the eleven game thing isn't that much better, but the fifteen thing is just egregious. About that number, <laughs> that's three weeks, <laughs> fucker. Uh, okay, um, I want to um, 
I want to do a. We got to move on because we're trying to record two tonight. I want to do a oh. gopher lightning round, and these are directed toward John, and then we can all chime in if possible. John, I have a question about three gopher sports, and I want you to answer them, please. Okay, go. Gophers football. What is happening? It's exactly what happened for the last 35 years. It's the same. It's just like watching when Glenn Mason was the coach. Oh, we don't have a defense? Ah, perfect. Well, this looks familiar. So they're bad, and they're going to be bad, and that's just the way it is. Yeah, people are already talking about bowl eligibility, the ultimate participation trophy of college football. Oh, that is garbage. Oh, I hate bowl eligible. Oh, we made it to the the micronpc.com bowl. Well, that's great. I I can't wait. You know, it would be, it would be interesting to care about college football. You know, we we talk about it and we joke about it and we don't really. I have a friend that I work with who's a huge Michigan Wolverine guy and you know, my uh I, they're sort of my adopted team. And there was that really bad loss last week and I talked to him today and I said, "Hey, are you uh <laughs> I'm kind of joking. You ready to talk about that game?" And he goes, "Uh, no. I'm not." And he walked away. It was ser- he was seriously upset about it. So it's 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 weird to care about college sports. We've never really experienced that. Um, John, John's giving me the f- John. Stop it. Uh, okay, I have question number two. Are you ready, John? Ready. This is uh, regarding go for hockey. What is happening? <laughs> Barry Alvarez in college hockey. It's dead. So it, it's Barry's fault. Dead. Yes, it's Barry's fault. I did we I don't know if we talked about it last week on the podcast about the picture of Wisconsin's crowd. Nobody's showing up for Wisconsin hockey either. This is Wisconsin used to have a season ticket base of like fifteen thousand season tickets. And now that's gone down by more than fifty percent. That's your own athletic director, Wisconsin. I hope you're happy. I hope you're happy that college hockey sucks now. It's amazing because everybody thought that it would damage college hockey. Like it everybody predicted and said, yeah, this is going to be bad. It is so much worse than anybody predicted. So much even, worse. Even us, or did we see that coming? No. No. We were unhappy, but I don't think we saw that college I hockey think, would... Yeah, I think everyone else here was just more upset about, like, ah, I, I hate losing the traditional rivalries, you know, just, like, not being able to be mad at North Dakota every couple of years, right. weeks, but... And now just... So just nobody cares. It's just nobody cares. Nobody cares. And when you shouldn't say they don't care. People do care in, like, February. They start caring. But in October, sure as shit, nobody cares. Right. Nobody cares. And there's nothing nobody you can cares. do about it as the as the Gophers, right? You can't just well, schedule it, a bunch of non... I don't know. Right about the same time as this Big Ten hockey conference thing was happening, the Gopher ticket office got out their pocket calculator and realized that if they tripled the cost of every seat in the arena they only had to sell a third as many and if they sold a third plus one they'd still make money and so you used to have this you used to not be able to get a seat for gopher hockey like when i was a kid i remember like in 1993 calling up the gopher ticket office because i wanted to go to we were in the cities or something and i wanted to go to a game and i called up the gopher ticket office and they were like we got singles Somewhere, maybe, <laughs> maybe standing room only. You'll, you'll probably have to come down to the ticket office on the day of the game and see if 
you know, somebody drops some off or something like that. That's the way gopher hockey tickets were for years and years. It got referenced in the movie Fargo. That's how gopher hockey was. And you then got they any went gopher tickets? Receding. Are you kidding? Yeah. Yeah, so good. <laughs> then they went through this this reseeding program, and now like 4,000 people show up to the games. It's absolutely insane. Just if they had tried to murder college hockey, they would not have done as good of a job of it as they not have. Not this quickly. Not this quickly. You could have maybe infiltrated and done some things. The slow burn. But you couldn't have killed it this quickly. Yeah, they could have, you know, planted stories about college hockey players and how terrible they are, and they, they could have tried to do it slowly, and eventually, over a period of like 30 20 years, yeah. they might have done what Barry Alvarez and the Gopher Ticket Office have combined to do to college hockey in this town. It's a it's huge amazing. bummer, because it's one of the most underrated, I I think, events in Minnesota, like just go to a Gopher hockey game. Mm-hmm. It used to be just amazing, you know, the, the culture and yada, 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 it's over. It's, you know, I... You try not to be such an old man at all back in my day. But those the old Mariucci, those games, I I can't think of very many things more fun than going to a gopher hockey, a, an important gopher hockey game at old Mariucci. You were right on top of them. It, it cost you a, nine bucks to get in. It was nothing. Everybody was excited. Yeah. It was an intimate venue. Yep as they say. Your dad was tuned up on Blackberry Brandy in the parking lot. <laughs> oh, he had one. He had a cup on the right up in yep. the LTD. Yep. He had, you know, in between his legs, he had spit cup and, uh, and a beer. Spit cup in between his legs, beer in his left hand. On his way up Cedar Avenue. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mother fucking fucker. hate Wisconsin. I fucking hate Wisconsin. <laughs> God, sons of bitches. Bob oh, Johnson can suck my left nut. Well, that's a bummer, man. That is a real bummer. Did I get Bob Johnson right, by the way? Just he was the yep, yeah. Thank yep. you. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, we got to wrap this up because we're trying to record a second one. Last question, John. Go for hoops. What is gonna happen? Well, um, I I still think that the real story in college hoops this year is Rick Pitino. Just you don't dad? think that'll go away. It hasn't got a. It's, I mean, it's a terrible story in some ways, but it's also the most entertaining story in some ways because Rick Pitino already has a reputation as a scumbag. Well, what's the story? You I know, believe I've, just to back right. up a little bit, I think that Rick Pitino got caught having sex with a woman in, in the a, middle in of a, a restaurant dance kitchen, club or something. No, or a restaurant kitchen Wait, it, floor. That's, well, that's an old story. Well, no, that's what I said. I want to back it up. I just want to provide some context to the listeners who maybe weren't uh, fully educated on the Rick Pitino legend. I don't know much about that story either. I've just heard. Were there people in the restaurant? I mean, I I couldn't. Yes. It had to be closed. No, no, no. No, I think it was open, and there was, like, people sort of, like, blockading. Yeah, they were, like, blockading the door, and uh, he he had sex with her on the kitchen floor. And then for I like think, a minute, right? Yeah, for like a minute, minute and a half, and I think he knocked her up, and they, he had like to pay for the abobo out of uh, uh, the uh, sport effect. Go look yes. it up. Yeah, watching this, or I don't know if they, they were, were watching, but there was a. It was one of those things where he's like, you know, I yes, I did do it, 
it uh, it was like a minute long on the floor. Yeah. So yeah. that's a health code violation. <laughs> There's, I mean, yeah. even if the floor that's has a got a number of violations, you can do that in a restaurant. <laughs> you really don't want to get the Caesar salad the next day. Let's put it that. Way. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry, John. I'm oh, sorry. That is a low point for our podcast. You're the one who suggested oh. a 15 game goddamn series. You shut up. <laughs> Uh, I don't know much about this um, Patino scandal that's going on. I will just say, um, if you really want to know how the sausage was made, uh, you'd probably be pretty horrified. Hi-yo. So, wasn't it it's something with strippers, right? That's yes. There was a stripper. There was at a dorm room. There were parties, whatever. And again, like if you honestly think this is a surprising thing, I, my opinion is that's probably not. It's a nobody can't can think this is. A surprising thing in college sports. I, this has been going on. No, I mean every goddamn college. Tell, tell me um, how. I mean Calipari at Kentucky. Tell me what you know is going on there. I mean that's it's every meathead that's played Division One football or basketball will tell you the story of their recruitment, and it's not unsimilar to this scandal. Yeah, every yeah. single one. I know. Yep. So I'm not so sure what the... What are we doing here? There's um, probably something different about Honestly, this. Clarence, ESPN paid attention to it. They put Bob Lee in it outside well, the lines on it. It's not like they give a shit about Louisville basketball. I'm not no, trying to defend them, but I don't... It's just... It's a thing that they turned their lens on. And I don't know why they picked out Louisville, but they did. And it's, I mean, it's not good. No, but it's also. Uh, but but no, I mean, but no one. Not. I don't think anyone is naive enough to think. Well, you know, well, this is just terrible. And once we just stop this at Louisville, it won't happen anywhere else. <laughs> That'll do it. It's literally it's yeah. Problem it's, solved. Exactly. No, I don't think anyone is naive enough to believe that. But it also shouldn't like you know negate what Louisville is doing, which is basically no throwing no. throwing vaginas at players basically to get them to play basketball, which is they're basically they're a yeah. pimp. They're pimping. Is, sure. Which is, you know, not legal? I don't think so. And it's how not, we mostly get our Yeah, guests, and I mean, and it's not like... It yeah, and it's just... it's They can't pay them, so they pay them in, like, sex, which is just... You know, I don't have a problem with paying college players, but I do have a problem well, with them coercing well, the young women should... to have sex with young men. That seems sure. a little more sure. disgusting than um, actually just get, throwing 500 bucks at them under the table it's salacious it's quite it's salacious. salacious it is it is it's lewd it's lewd it's lascivious it's lascivious it's a kerfuffle <laughs> it really and it is. all depends on whose ox is being gored it really does that's yeah. such a good point you need I've to come down off it. of your high horse i've never heard it said that way before yeah. that's perfect uh okay so uh in in conclusion for go for hoops something weird about the patinos the yes. end yes Especially since he looks and talks exactly like his dad. That really makes it weird. It's goofy and it's odd. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Well, we got we to gotta get moving. Should we yeah. wrap this thing up and then yeah. we're going to start again? And Yeah. Wrap uh, it up. Wrap it up. Thanks for listening. And uh, please listen to the next episode, which is a Viking or Wolves preview. Uh, we love you very much. We care about Let's you. Do another Vikings preview. We'll see you again. Let's get this one right. Yeah. Okay. Love you. See you. Goodbye. 
Hi, this is Paige from Giggly Squad, and I want to talk to you about Splash Refresher and my water intake. Okay, so you guys obviously know that I'm a hydrated girly, but sometimes when you drink that much water, it starts to just taste bland, and you're just like, I need something to spice it up. That's why I love Splash Refresher. It has zero sugar, zero calories, and it's a splash of sweetness, and they come in five different flavors. They're so good. Wild berry, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange. My favorite is the wild berry because I just I just love a berry. So if you're like me and you're drinking water all day, then try Splash Refresher. It's going to absolutely change your water game and it's good for you. Acast powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com.